might remember hearing that statement before, no news is good news. Well, that's not what we do on Splash. There's good news, there's great news, there's average news, and sometimes there's sad and bad news. And look, it's all happening here on this podcast. Huge news, in fact, a big announcement on our industry uh, with our Peak Body Associations and future there. Uh, make sure you keep listening and you're across what's going on. Uh, we also, speaking of crossing the ditch to New Zealand, we hear about some things that are going on there. The National Hall of the Year has been announced. Plenty more going on. Here we go. Ready, set, splash. Luidra is proud to bring you MagnaPool, the world's best and only true mineral pool system, providing the very best in water comfort and clarity. MagnaPool is also beneficial to the environment thanks to its unique no-salt formula. Partnered with the all-new Hydroxinator IQ, showcasing innovative features giving you control over scheduling, pump speed, boost and low mode, heaters, lights, pH and chlorine. All this via Wi-Fi connectivity from your smartphone. Smart sensors and ultra-long life cell ensures MagnaPool owners save time, save energy and save money. Find out more by going to MagnaPool.com today. Well, welcome to the new future. The past is the past. Uh, the present is aligned and the future looks good. What am I talking about? Well, a wise man, well, his name was Joe Echevarria, by the way, but he once said the best way to predict the future is to create it together. And that's what Unity does. It creates a future together. Now, we talk about and you hear often in in current times that diversity is a strength. Great. We are a diverse industry and that is uh, a great thing that we can, we can work together. But without Unity, there is no strength. There is no capability of creating the future that we would have together. I'm talking about a unified industry that's been separated by state borderlines and interest groups for a long time, run by multiple directives multiple voices, multiple duplication of spending, things that you and I have spoken about on the podcast or in person uh, many times over recent years. And great news is Sparza Australia and Sparza Victoria trading as Master Pool Builders Association Australia or the MPBAA have announced that the MPBAA members, the members have voted to merge into Sparza Australia. So a vote was put to the MPBAA members at the general meeting on Wednesday, June 28th uh, in Mount Waverley in Victoria. And the evening was there to provide information, answered some positive, challenging questions, as you'd expect from members who who wanted to know that the right decision was being was being made. Because there is a lot of history, there is a uh, a lot of accomplishment, uh, and and feeling like there might be loss in moving forwards. But those members are satisfied to move towards a collaborative, cohesive association, uh, unified association for the pool and spa industry. Now, the MPBAA CEO, Chris uh, Smartsis, says the local team is excited with this new step in delivering more value to members. Uh, this positive collaboration, I and I quote Chris, by the way, here, is the positive collaboration between the groups over the last few years has led to this positive outcome, end quote, uh, says Chris. Uh, Sparza CEO, Lindsay McGrath, thanks, and I quote, our directors, staff, and members, both past and present in supporting this achievement. 
We look forward to working together, delivering on our mission to protect, promote, and grow the pool and spa industry, he says. And I end quote from Lindsay. So what what happens now? Great question uh, for for members. Well, the MPBAA members will be both MPBAA and Sparza members for the remainder of the calendar year with a single membership offering for 2024, uh, representing our entire nation, uh, also across to New Zealand, who we've been hearing more from. We're going to hear a little more about New Zealand soon. Um, but members who want more information are advised to call their local Sparza representative. We are a unified industry going forward. No more duplication of spending to create the same resources and funds, uh, but a unified mission together to act on the best behalf to protect, promote and grow the needs, the interests of what is, well, what you are part of a terrific industry with your skill set, moving and growing constant professional improvement. Good days ahead indeed. Now, regarding this news, we are here at the Splash Podcast going to try and connect and get a conversation together, uh, an interview, a panel, a discussion, or whatever you want to call it, with Lindsay and Chris discussing the future uh, of industry and how this looks and works going forward on behalf of uh, all of us. Now, speaking of uh, unification, Sparza WA uh, merged in, as you would all be aware, with the national body late last year. Um, And there has been news out of WA. It is on splashmagazine.com.au that former Sparza WA CEO Bryce, appropriate surname Steele, convicted on seven charges. Uh, So those convictions have now come through. Sparza Australia released the following statement. A former employee of the Swimming Pool and Spa Association of WA has been convicted of seven counts of stealing as a director slash officer. Sentencing will take place at a later date. Mr. Bryce Steele left Sparza WA in February 2021. A thorough internal investigation was initiated after discovering discrepancies in financial records with all findings handed to WA police. The conviction confirms that Mr. Steele abused a position of trust and the members he purported to serve. It's fair to say members have been both shocked and disappointed by news of Mr. Steele's actions, but we are pleased to say the association has moved on and is in a new chapter following the recent amalgamation with Sparza Australia. Uh, I continue the quote here. We are thankful that we were able to rectify this matter and are very confident that the association now has a much stronger governance arrangements in place. Uh, There is no tolerance for anything but the highest standards of integrity at Sparza, and we will continue to work very hard in the best interest of all our members. Now, if you do have any inquiries on this, please reach out. It says here, the contact is, I'll give you an email address if you're ready. Uh, It's an easy one to remember, but it's members at sparza.com.au. Good to see this one uh, finally moving towards some closure. Now, I got some calls in the last week or so uh, with some concerned people wanting to know what was happening at Fluidra. Now, Fluidra has released a statement uh, and worth noting of some some changes that they're making uh, to non-operating entities. So the statement from Fluidra here is that Fluidra Group, 
has decided to close some of its non-operating entities around the world, including several in Australia. Uh, So Fluidra Marketing Director Jonas Ryberg has issued the following update to help avoid any misunderstandings, and I quote Jonas here, the update is to inform you that our operating entity, namely Fluidra Group Australia Pty Ltd, is not in voluntary liquidation. As a result of the merger between Zodiac Group uh, Australia and Astropool Australia back in 2018, uh, we were left with a number of dormant non-operating entities. In order to simplify our organisational structure, we've taken the decision to wind up these non-operating entities by placing them into voluntary liquidation. The most recent non-operating entity to enter into voluntary liquidation is Fluidra Australia PTY LTD, which, and outside of quote here, very important, is an entity that in fact never traded. Uh, going back to Jonas's quote here, other dormant entities that are currently in voluntary liquidation are Astropool Australia and Hercon Staffing. Fabtronics, uh, which is now fully registered uh, and integrated within the Fluidra Group Australia, uh, will commence its voluntary liquidation in 2024. Appreciate Fluidra putting out a statement uh, to clarify exactly what it's doing in just uh, simplifying its business name structure and model going forward. In other news, uh, following the collapse of Pool Builder Pools Are Us earlier this month, which we've covered in the podcast, another Victorian pool builder has gone into liquidation. Fiberglass pool installer Pools and Spas, PTY LTD, trading as Dreamtime Pools and Spas, has shut down owing an estimated $820,000. Uh, It's expected the total amount will be greater once all creditors' claims have been received. Uh, This was a business that operated out of Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo and Western Victoria. Investigations going on relating to what percentage of deposits, if any, are likely to be returned. Report to creditors within three months of date of liquidation happening. This should be available by September 9th, 2023. Five staff sadly were terminated at the commencement of the liquidation are among the main creditors. Howe says uh, investigations are continuing, but from the discussions with the director, they understand various factors involved in the collapse of the company, including staff shortages, supply chain delays, and the increasing cost of logistics and materials. I think it'd be worth having some discussions in upcoming podcasts on managing these changes because you're all facing them now. How do you navigate these and continue to grow? What role does advertising, marketing, and making sure that you're capturing a correct consumer audience play in this? We've talked a lot in the past about the consumer shows, the people that are coming to that. I think we will have, we will get somebody on here who is running the consumer side of things for our industry and make sure that you know and are informed on how best to engage with consumers because at the end of the day, supply chain delays, cost of logistics and materials are facing everybody, but there is still a consumer wanting to build a pool. Uh, We're seeing data that shows us that that is still well and above beyond the 2019 numbers are, in other words, pre-COVID. And so if you're able to survive and thrive as a business back then, you could and should be doing so now. And we want to make sure that you're informed on how best to reach a consumer and make sure that you've got your marketing, your processes tied up uh, as well. These things affect not only this side of the ditch in Australia, but also New Zealand. We've seen shipping container pools over there go into liquidation, owing a, uh, a boatload of money. Now, 
also going on in New Zealand. Heaps. We've just had uh, the awards, the summit day, all sorts of things going on. I don't want to steal the thunder of what's coming up next, but after the break, you are going to hear from, well, Michelle Marks, who's Spars' manager in New Zealand, looking after uh, Kiwi interest for industry, and she's going to share a little bit about what's happened over there recently with the things I've just alluded to. So stay with us. We will be right back with an interview with Michelle Marks from New Zealand. Summer is now here, and our friends at Pentair, one of Australia's largest pool equipment suppliers and manufacturers, are ready to help pool owners around the nation get their pools ready for everyone to enjoy. Family and friends can swim their way through summer and enjoy everything the backyard swimming pool has to offer. Who needs to go away on an expensive holiday to enjoy time with friends and family? Time at home, making great memories in your own backyard swimming pool means no driving, no packing, and no stress. It's the best staycation around. Choose only the best. A pool powered by Pentair. Well, it is my pleasure indeed to welcome back to the Splash Podcast all the way from, well, across the Tasman, across the ditch, our Kiwi cousin. Kia ora to you, Michelle Marks. Good afternoon, David, and thank you for inviting me back. Hey, uh, we got to hang out a little bit over the last few days last week. A lot going on with industry in Kiwi. There's been so much change, so much growth over the last few years, hasn't there? There really has. And look, last week we commenced with our SPARSA week. We started off with the Advanced Water Chemistry Training uh, Workshop on the Wednesday afternoon. I hear you had a pretty uh, a pretty awesome trainer delivering there. Oh, my gosh, we did. You know what? The feedback has just been phenomenal, and uh, I've been told I need to bring him back. So, yeah, you know, well, watch that space. For those of you who haven't figured it out yet, I had the uh, distinct <laughs> pleasure of I, did I just say pleasure, like a Kiwi? My apologies, yeah, pleasure, like an Australian, of uh, of being the one to deliver that course over there. And uh, it is a, a terrific industry. It was a great day with industry doing advanced chem too, by the way, Michelle. It was. And, you know, I think the best feedback we had was one of the participants has been in the industry for just over 25 years and he walked out and he'd learned something. Now, for that takeaway, that was just brilliant. And look, David, we don't mind that we get you speaking Kiwi at the end of this. It's all good. (laughs) I do start to pick up the accent. It's very, very strange. Look, the day was Excellent. And look, as per usual, the trainer, which was me in this case, is not the font of all knowledge. There's a lot of knowledge in that room, especially local knowledge to share as well. I'm glad people walked away learning something. So we did some training, Michelle. Uh, There was a summit as well, which covered some pretty important stuff. Just give us a top line sort of view of the, the summit, the important things that were covered. After the training, we then launched into a full day summit. We had back-to-back presentations. We covered everything. We started off with insurance and uh, going through to a really important topic at the moment, which was your immigration and recruitment. We had our master electricians come along, breaking down equip potential bonding. Equip potential bonding. There's something we've talked about in the industry before. It's uh, For those who think it's optional, well, it's not. Um, Master Electricians Australia and also across in New Zealand have been very clear on the way that standard works and uh, the way we need to comply, by the way. So good point, Michelle. 
Then we covered around areas on the pool barrier and fencing and what changes and what updates and just generally what the consumer needs to look at. Um, so, look, spa, off the back of that, SPARS is actually updating the SPARSA fencing fact sheet. I've been really lucky enough in my career to have been going across New Zealand for the last few years and to watch the growth from a small gathering at a cocktail party three years ago for an evening event to, well, an industry celebration that was the biggest thing by far that's ever been seen in New Zealand on Friday night. Tell us about that, Michelle. Oh, gosh, look, we had 160 industry professionals turn up. It was an awesome night. The companies brought their teams. They yep. brought all of the people who, you know, they've worked with closely for the last sure. year to celebrate and uh, acknowledge everyone. And, gosh, it was just amazing, the support. Sure I'm going to even say the love in that room that evening was just incredible. So, you know what, I had so many people come up and just have a chat around my gosh, we didn't realize how big this was. Oh my yep. gosh, we didn't realize all of these categories, all of these yep. people could be celebrated and acknowledged. And um, so look, they're already talking about next year and um, what they can enter and who they can enter. And right. um, look, it's, it's so exciting. So yep. yeah, roll on 2024. So let's talk about that, Michelle, the awards themselves. Let's cover off the pinnacle, all the ones that roll up into the few final categories. Let's start with business of the year. Who took out business of the year? I think it's a name that we are becoming more familiar with over here through Splash. Oh, we are. Look, the winners of the year for business of the year were Ultimate Pools. Yeah, Ultimate Pools, who many of you will know from Splash that we've talked about. They are building a landmark facility for industry in New Zealand, over 11,000 square metres. Uh, we'll be bringing more on that as it actually starts to, you know, be properly developed. Ground's broken, but it's not operative yet. Let's go on to one that is very important in the colder climate of Kiwi, where great spas are made and enjoyed. Who took out Spa of the Year? That would be Morgan Pauls. Make sure you get on sparsawards.com.au, click in through the New Zealand one, you'll see all of the winners, and you can click on the one that says Point Wells Road, Morgan Pauls, and it will show you exactly what we're looking at. Now, our next award that we want to have a look at now is around people, wrapping up all of the people awards into a professional of the year. I think the winner there was our friend with, well, he's got fabulous hair too, doesn't he? Zlatko Ziblatt. Oh, that he does, absolutely. Look, if that they were a hat trick. They were up three times. Yeah, it that's was brilliant. Luch and Landscaping. So a landscaping yeah. group there who do phenomenal work, great supporters of our pool and spa industry in New Zealand as well. Who was the commercial? Let's take a look at product of the year. Let's go commercial product of the year. Morgan Pauls took that out again. And product of the year, always hotly contested by uh, by industry and by suppliers indeed who are constantly innovating and improving and creating new and better and more. Who took that out in Kiwi? Oh, they do, don't they? Look, uh, Fluitra took that out this year. Well done. With the PR200 controllers over there. So congratulations, Fluidra. That was a, well, they're all highly, hotly contested. Okay, so our next one that we want to have a look at, I think we are all the way up now to, well, the pinnacle, the peak of the summit, as it were. We're on top of Mount Everest. We're there with uh, Sir Edmund Hillary, the great Kiwi himself, pool of the year. Auckland and ground pools and so well-deserved. 
Yeah, look, Kerry and Donna are a magnificent team. 14 metre by 6 metre finished with a beautiful finish, actually. The the cover photo on it doesn't do it justice, I don't think. To flick through and see it from all the different angles, you realise the engineering and the excellence that's gone into that build. And congratulations to uh, Donna, Kerry and team there at Auckland Ingram Pools. Very well deserved. So what's next in New Zealand? What's what's going on for the rest of the year in Kiwi now? The awards are done. What's what's coming up? We're actually looking at um, contracts and we're going to be bringing Spiros back over in September just to cover off some more information and updates around that for New Zealand. Right. Aside from that, we are all guns blazing, proceeding ahead. We are looking at more uh, micro events to be hosted around the country. Right. Planning the 2024 Expo, which is so exciting, Claude Lands Event Centre in May. And we are also looking at uh, roughly three to four mini summits next year. So I'll keep you posted around that because there's going to be a lot more information shared, a lot more trainings. So no, there's there's just going to be yeah it's going to be a very more, busy calendar more, year. More. A unified industry is a is a terrific industry in New Zealand, isn't it? It really is. Look, I'm uh, absolutely humbled to be a part of it and really excited just for where the next few years go. Well, Michelle, I have got you on a Monday, really early afternoon for you after what has been a huge week and a big weekend. Thank you for making some time just to share with us what is going on in Kiwi. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much, David. Appreciate that. Making Chlorinators is what we do at AIS. This laser focus has brought us recognition as a global leader, winning countless international and national awards. Our technology is operating in over 55 countries worldwide. Our claims are backed by university research and data. Our customer testimonials prove the value of our technology's benefits, ease of operation, reliability and service. Find out how your customers can benefit from our 30 years of innovation and excellence at aiswater.com.au today. As we bring one podcast to a close, I want to create a link to what's going to be coming up next, our next discussion around industry. It's my next fight that I guess I want to pick. I want to stand in the middle of, I want to I want to put you in one corner, I want to put you over there in the other corner, and I want a good, clean discussion fight that promotes, that grows, uh, and strengthens what we do. And the question is this. Who is responsible for a handover? When a pool is built, who's responsible for that handover? We're talking about consumers loving their pools for a long time and recommending that their neighbours, friends and family get a pool. If we can just get 2% of current pool owners doing that, we double the size of our industry uh, immediately. That's all it's going to take. And Imagine a process where a handover works well. Maybe you've got a process where your handover works really well. The consumer, the the new pool owner is really well informed and, and now has either a great relationship with your business or another one and you work well locally. And maybe you've seen it not working so well and you think there could be improvements. Well, I think there's an opportunity as professionals to have a discussion around 
who and how can we better improve the process for handovers to make sure that consumers are well informed right through the process uh, of the pool build and to what that afterlife, that maintenance life uh, actually looks like as well. So looking forward to having that discussion, that fight, that argument, that conflict. Well, you know, not really, all with purpose, right? It's all constructive. Uh, Until then, go well. We'll see you next time. Ready, set, splash. 